Good day, good day, you legends. Have you had a rubbish week last week or a rough weekend? Then turn your brain off and join me for two episodes straight from Gunsmoke. But what is Gunsmoke? Gunsmoke is an American radio and television Western drama series created by director Norman MacDonald and writer John Meston. Each episode is centered around Dodge City, Kansas during the settlement of the American West in the 1870s. This series had fantastic acting, well-developed scripts, and a style that really sets itself apart from many other shows at the time. In fact, the sound effects were what made Gunsmoke stand out, and quality special effects. The radio series ran from 1952 to 1961, considered amongst OTR entrepreneurs as one of the finest radio dramas out there if you can get a hold of it, and in good quality. There was a television version that ran from 1955 to 1975 running in primetime drama and was actually one of the longest running TV dramas at the time and the second longest running primetime fictional program in US television history. And of course, as you can imagine, I've reworked it, remastered it, and even used some special technology to repair the audio. Now, today folks, turn up your radio, grab a cup of tea, and let's listen to two epic stories straight from history. Enjoy, you legends. Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with the U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad. The story of the violence that moved west with young America. The story of a man who moved with it. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Chester, where are you? Back here, Mr. Dillon. Well, come on out. Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. Usually get my boots on. Your boots on? What are you doing? Sleeping? No, sir. Just washing my feet. <laughs> Now, I hope you didn't have any plans for tonight. Uh, what did you want me to do, Mr. Dillon? Well, I want you to stay on Front Street for a few hours while I go up and have a toddy with Big Kate. But if you're going oh, to be busy... Oh, no, sir, right? I haven't got anything to do. I'd be proud to stay here. <laughs> Just look at the dust in that street. Uh-oh. Mr. Dillon? Huh? Looks like Major Randall from Fort Dodge crossing over here. Ah. Open the door for him, Chester. Major will like that. Come in, Major. Randall, come in, sir. Marshal Dillon. Hello, Major. Marshal, I want to talk to you about last Saturday's affair. Well, Saturday was a pretty lively day around here, Major. Which affair do you mean? You surprised me, Marshal. Two United States Army soldiers were murdered while driving a supply wagon from here to Fort Dodge. A government payroll was stolen, and you seem to have taken no interest in the matter. Well, now, Major, protecting the Army, isn't it? The Army can protect itself, Marshal. That isn't the point at all. Well, if that's true, Major, how come there are only two soldiers carrying your payroll? you got plenty of men out there and plenty of guns. Where were they? On maneuvers. On maneuvers? In my command, Marshal, troops remain in garrison as little as possible. Well, then you were asking for trouble, Major, knowing that there was a payroll coming here. The arrival of the payroll was secret. Even the two men carrying it didn't know what it was. Well, the word must have got out somehow. It seems to me, Major, like somebody out at the fort must have told them. There are no traitors in my command, Sheriff. Uh, Major, I'm not a sheriff. You, you see, it's... Never mind. Marshal, I demand to know what you intend doing about this crime. All right, I'll tell you, Major. Nothing. What? If I knew who did it, I'd make the arrest. But I don't, so there's nothing I can do. I see. Well, Marshal, I regard this crime as a demonstration of your inability to control these Dodge City ruffians, and therefore I shall do it myself. 
How's that, Major? If no arrests are made in this matter, I'll give these bad men of yours a taste of martial law. We'll see how they like that. I wouldn't try that, Major. These streets will be patrolled 24 hours. Now, listen to me, Major. You don't know these men. Sure, there are some bad ones here, but most of them are just wild. Free and wild. But you run the army in here and they'll all fight. <laughs> Let them. You've been stationed at Fort Dodge two months now, haven't you, Major? How long have you been out on the frontier? This is my first tour, thank heaven. Well, then I advise you to take it easy. You get to know the ways of this land. You may save your advice, Marshal. There'll be trouble, Major. Bad trouble. If necessary. Nonetheless, the army will take over within the week or before. If there are any more of these crimes committed against it. Good day, gentlemen. My. You think he'll do it, Mr. Dillon? Yeah, he made a mistake and he's a hot-headed fool, Chester. He'll try it. Well, can't you stop him? I don't know. Well, I'll be at Big Kate's later on. You can find me there if you need me. All right, Mr. Dillon. <laughs> Marshal, come here. What is it, Shiloh? There's talk of Dodge being run by the Army, Marshal. So? Oh, I don't like it. I and most of the men around here got out back in 65. We've got all the Army we need. Yeah, I know. But maybe things will work out. And if they don't work out, which side are you fighting on, Dylan? Where do you stand? I'm hired to keep the peace, Shiloh, not to answer fool questions. You calling me a fool? Well, say it. No, you're drunk, Shiloh. You saying I'm drunk, Marshal? Is that it? All right, Shiloh, I'll show you how drunk you are. Now, when he comes around, tell him I took his gun. You can get it back in the morning. And if he objects to that, tell him to look me up and I'll throw him in jail. Who is it? It's Matt, Kate. Well, come on in. Well, sit down, Matt. I'll get your time. Thank you, Kate. You could thank me best by buying a drink at the bar downstairs once. Well, why should I get better whiskey for free up here? <laughs> Be sure on it. Well, what's in the wind, Marshal Dillon? If you just come up here because you're tired of sitting with your back to a wall. <laughs> you're right, Kate. It's the only place in Dodge where I can relax. That's probably just because you don't consider me worth killing. Uh, how old am I, Matt? <laughs> oh, what? You heard me. <laughs> well, uh... I never thought much about it, Kate. You sure didn't. What are you getting at, anyway? Just that if I was 20 years younger, you probably wouldn't come here at all. No? And why? Here's your toddy. Forget it. <laughs> Anything you say, Kate. You know, Matt, you ought to get yourself a girl. Oh, no, Kate, don't say that, I mean, that, it sure, somebody like, we'll say Connie Dell. There's a real pretty girl. A lot of fire. <laughs> oh, you sure are conniving, old woman, Kate. You're just no good at all, you are. <laughs> <laughs> You'd say worse than that. I told Connie she'd come up and have a drink with us the next time you show yeah, All right, Kate, if it pleases you. It does. Connie! Now there's Chris the guard in that box by your chair, man. Well, uh, Had him brought in by the Santa Fe Railroad all the way from St. Louis. Evening, Miss Kate. Oh, come on in, Connie. I've corralled the marshal for you. Sit down, honey. I'll fix you a drink. And don't let her talk bother you, Connie. Well, I, I did ask to meet you, Marshal. Oh? Why? Why'd you want to meet me? Maybe just to see if you're really as cold and cruel as you seem downstairs. And? I can't tell yet. But I don't think you are. Yeah, a profession like mine leaves its mark on a man. Always trouble of some kind, isn't it? Most always. Like this army business now. Yeah. Will it be bad, Marshal? Yeah, it could be. Well, I'll figure it this way, Matt. The major's in trouble and he's trying to cover it up by threatening to take over Dodge. Well, any more difficulties and he will do it. Blasted green. Horn. 
Uh, say, Connie, your corporal been in? He left a while ago. Well, what's he say? How'd the soldiers feel about all this? Well, I don't think they want to mix it with all these gunmen and buffalo hunters and the like. Yeah, the major will wish he were back on maneuvers if it starts. Maneuvers? So that's where they've all been. No wonder it's been so quiet. But that corporal of yours, Connie, how come he didn't go out? He's not my corporal, Miss Kate. See? He's just a lonely kid. <laughs> all right. Seems like he spends more time here than at the fort. How's he managed that? Oh, they made him a clerk, a sort of bookkeeper. Sounds pretty much his own. Uh-huh. Well, he's lucky. He's got a good, safe job, too. I suppose it is. Well, I'd better get back. Now that we've met, Marshal, you might stop and buy me a drink next time you're in. I'm afraid not, Tommy. No? You're too distracted. I might get careless and shot at. I take that as a compliment, Marshal. It is. Good night, Marshal. Thank you, Kate. Don't you mention it, honey. Well, Matt? You said her name's Connie Dell, Kate. Where's she from? I never ask the girls anything. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but you always find out. Now, come on, Bill. Hey, City. Last. Uh-huh. And what's the name of this corporal who's been sniffing around? Bowers. Corporal Bowers. Oh, here, let me sleep in that toddy for you. All right. You put me in mind of a man I knew back in Wichita. Yeah? He was the slipperiest, side-winding, <laughs> man I Even Miss Dillon? Everything quiet, Chester? Yes, sir. But it's like everybody's holding his use for the army if it comes. It's quiet and mean, Miss Dillon. That's it, just, just quiet and mean. Yeah. All right, Chester, you can go to bed. I'll stay around for a little while longer. Yes, Miss Dillon. Oh, the uh, first thing in the morning, I want you to go to the depot and have him send a message to the sheriff in Hayes City. That'd be Mr. Hickok? Yeah, ask Bill to send me all the information he can about a dance hall girl named Connie Dell. She left there about a month ago. Connie Dell. I'll do it, Mr. Dell. And uh, bring me the answer as soon as it comes in. Huh? Well, we ought to have it by tomorrow evening. Yeah, I hope so. Well, good night, Chester. Good night, Mr. Dillon. Mr. Hightower down at the railroad depot, Mr. Dillon, to come in at 7 o'clock. Oh, good. Let me see it, Chester. Here. Uh, Connie Dell worked Golden Horn Bar here. Left about a month ago with a stranger called Billy Grounds. Nothing against girl, but believe Grounds a wild one. Has anybody shot you yet? <laughs> Regards, he got. Um, what's up, Mr. Dillon? Well, I don't know, Chester. I don't quite know. Uh, look, you go over and ask Big Kate if she's heard anything about this Billy Grounds. All right, Mr. Marshal. Huh? What is it, child? I want you to smell my gum. Here. Here. What? Go on, smell it. All right. Hasn't been fired. What are you worried about? Well, uh, I've been talking a lot lately, and uh, a man was just shot out behind the Long Branch. A soldier. Any witnesses to this? Well, who saw it? I, 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 I heard the shot. I want to know who killed this soldier. Well, maybe nobody did see it, Marshal. Well, maybe nobody cares much about it anyway. Just a soldier. All right, you man, I'm going to tell you something. If I don't find who shot this man, the army will move in here for sure. That's the whole army, Marshal. They won't all move in. Why not? My shop's rifle can kill a buffalo at 200 yards. The regular will kill soldiers at three. <laughs> Let me through here. Let me through. Let me through there. Hello, my children. What have we got this time? Uh-oh. Uh soldier. Yeah. Well, he needs an autopsy, just like anybody else. Oh, where's the man that shot him? he get hurt, maybe? Take a good look, Doc. He isn't even armed. This isn't a shooting. This is a murder. 
Hey, you're right, Marshal. Oh, well, I'll get him up to my office. Here, now give me a hand, somebody. You may have a better day tomorrow, Doc, but I hope I can spoil it for you. I'm riding out to Fort Dodge right now. Well, Marshal, what brings you here? Trouble, Major. What sort of trouble? Murder. A soldier? Yeah. Oh. I don't know, some private. Why haven't I been informed of this? It just happened about an hour ago. In Dodge City, of course. In Dodge City. Have you arrested the murderer? Nobody saw it happen. I see. Well, Marshal, you leave me no choice. Mitchell, had now, to... hold it, Major. I didn't ride out here just to carry news for you. I want something from you. From me, Marshal? Yeah. I want you to keep all soldiers out of Dodge for the next 48 hours. Put it off limits. <laughs> That's not exactly what I had in mind, Marshal. But you're going to do it anyway. What? Now listen, Major. Dodge City's an armed camp. It's full of men who fought Indians, who fought the war between the states, and who fought each other ever since they could spit. They'll fight you next. They'll make you hate it. Marshal Dillon, I shall report your treasonable... Well, that's what you like, but stay out of Dodge. Now, I'll make you a deal, Major. Give me 48 hours and I'll find your killers. You better take it. All right. But I want the criminals delivered here. Sure, Major. And I might have to kill them to get them here. Drinking up the profit you made off of that soldier? Oh, oh, oh hello, Marshal. <laughs> the uh, boy's name was Bone, according to the letter I found on him. Uh-huh. Anything else? Yes. Dug a couple of slugs out of him. It's a funny thing, Marshal. I haven't happened on lead like that since 65. What do you mean, Doc? Well, I'd swear that boy was shot with a cavalry pistol. I'll see you later, Doc. Now, mind you can't prove it. Not exactly, but I would swear. Come in. Hello, Kate. Did Chester see you? He did. Well? Matt, I get my information through the girl. Some of it's true, some of it's bound to be just talk. I'll weed it out. Connie's been seen riding out at night toward the Arkansas down by Brandy Bend. What for? Well, I don't know. Could be this fellow Billy Grounds. Yeah. His name's never been mentioned around here. My guess is he's never been in town. Anything else? One thing. Corporal Bowers and Connie went for a ride one night. When? Night before that payroll was robbed. <laughs> Figures. Where's Connie now? Over at the Longhorn, eating a steak. It's kind of late for supper, isn't it? She works late. Matt. Yeah? Next girl I steer you into, I'll pull her fangs first. <laughs> no, thank you, Kate. I like them better this way. Good evening, Connie. Well, this is a surprise, Marshal. May I sit down? Of course. Thank you. You sure Corporal Bowers won't mind? Don't be silly. Anyway, he's away at the fort. Huh? What time do you leave, Connie? I don't know. About seven, I think. Why? Anyone with him? Yeah, Private Bowers. Marshal, you think Bauer shot him, is that it? You know any reason why he would, Connie? They were friends. They worked together in the bookkeeping office. I see. Tell me, Connie, Bauer say much about his job there, or what he does and all? 
No, Marshal. He never talked about it. Handled expenses for supplies and the like? Figured out the payroll? I don't know. Bars would be in a good spot to know when to expect the payroll money in, wouldn't he? Even when it was kept a secret? You'd have to ask him, Marshal. I don't know anything about the Army. This isn't why you found me here, is it? <laughs> of course not, Connie. I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, you look real pretty tonight. Why, thank you, Marshal. You really mean it? Sure. Sure I do. I have to work late tonight, but I can get off tomorrow evening. Marshal, would you go for a ride with me? There'll be a moon. Where would we ride to, Connie? I don't know. Anywhere, maybe. Then we're on the Arkansas. Oh, I know. Let's let's ride down toward Brandy Bend. All right, Connie. We ride down to Brandy Bend. You're all dressed up, Mr. Dillon. Are you going somewhere? Yeah, after supper, I am, Chester. Got me an engagement. Going riding with Connie Dell in the moonlight along the river. You see a nice girl, Mr. Dillon? All girls are nice, Chester. Some fall in with bad company, that's all. Yes, sir. Mr. Dillon? Yeah. Who'd this one fall in with? Me. Oh, now, Mr. Dillon, that's not so. Then who'd you think, Chester? Well, come on, tell me. Billy Ground? You don't give me much credit for a romance, Chester. No, sir. <laughs> well, don't look so worried about it. Yeah. I, I was thinking, would you like me to follow you tonight, Indian style? Uh, thanks, Chester, but it wouldn't help. You see, I'm riding into an ambush. It'll be over fast. Real fast. Well, all right, Mr. Dillon, if that's the way you want it. That's the way it's got to be. Uh, and as soon as I leave, I want you to ride up to Fort Dodge and see the Major. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, about... Tell him to arrest Corporal Bowers for the murder of Private Bone. I think Bone found out where the leak about that payroll money came from, and Bowers had to shut him up. The Major won't like that, will he? Well, tell him I'll prove it. And anyway, I think Bars will confess fast enough when the time comes. When will that be, Mr. Dillon? When I get back to town. With Billy Grounds. What about the girl? Just like I told you, Chester. Nice girl. Bad company. You know, I had me a girl once. Huh? Well, you never told me about that, Chester. What happened? It was over in Abilene. I gave her my money to go to St. Louis and buy some wedding clothes. She wanted that. So? Well, I don't know, Mr. Dillon. I guess she just biked it there in St. Louis. I'm going down the street, Chester. You better get started for the fort soon. Yes, sir, Mr. Dean. Marshal. Uh, hello, Charlie. Uh, you a little bit drunk coming on, Marshal. Well, then check your guns back there with Chester. Well, what if the army comes tonight? I'll need my gun. And stay sober. Uh, but uh, if the army doesn't come, I'll have stayed sober for nothing. Every man's got his problem, Shiloh. But uh, if I see you drunk and wearing your gun, you'll wake up broken-hearted in jail tomorrow. Well, I'm going to get drunk enough to draw on you, Marshal. That's it, Shadow. Then some night you're going to die. Marshal? Oh, hello, Connie. I got up a little early. Shall we go now? Anytime. I keep my horse at the National. I'll meet you at the edge of town. Oh, Ashamed to be seen with me? Well, no, Marshal, but well, you know how people talk. Sure, Connie. I'll wait for you just down the trail. I'll hurry. Have we come pretty fast, Connie? You want to get on for a minute? I'm all right. All right. We'll let the horses blow a little and then move on, huh? 
You nervous, Connie? No. Why? Well, sit down, relax. All right. Is this better? Yeah. That sure is a nice night. Yeah, it's beautiful. You're not even looking at it, Connie. Is something on your mind? No, of course not. Why should there be? I don't know. You tell me. It's nothing, Marshal, really. Connie, let me ask you something. You ever see a man killed? What? Why'd you say that? Well, did you? Yes. One in the saloon. Uh, tell me. Do you have a fair chance? Yeah, he even tried first. Then you never saw a man shot in the back. Or ambushed. What do you mean, Marshal? I think it sort of goes against your grain, Connie, the idea of a man being killed without a fair chance. I get it, Marshal. All right. Go ahead. Down by the river near Brandy Bend, Billy Grounds is waiting to shoot me in the back. Then why don't you come, Marshal? It's my job. Suppose you know about everything. I think so. What? What are you going to do? Tony, unless I made a mistake about you, I, I think you're going to let me have a fair chance at him. Somehow. Why should I? What does it mean to me? I don't know, Connie. I, I don't know. But you think about it. You think about it all the way to Brandy Bend. Now, come on. Let's ride. Make a nice camp down here. Plenty of wood. Get your own water right out of the Arkansas. Don't you think, Connie? A man could hide out for a long time down here. Marshal. He could be safe here, even while the army was trying to move into Dodge. A lot of men were being killed back there. It's peaceful here. Quiet. Marshal, I can't do it. Tell me, Connie. Hey, that big cottonwood up ahead. I'm on the left. All right. Keep moving. When we get there, I'm going to ride past. I'll hang on to the offside of my horse for cover. When I start, you turn around. Get back out of gunfire. Yeah, sure is pretty down here, Connie. You know, maybe someday we can come down and go fishing, huh? That river's full of catfish. Jerry, you catfish there? Oh, they can be mighty good when they're small. Back, Connie. He's dead, Connie. I'm all right, Marshal. I'm sorry about this, Connie. I'm sorry I had to do it. He killed you, Lord. I'm sure you were here, did And the money. Then you can take me back to Dodge. Jail. All right, Connie. But you won't be in jail for long. You have my word. Not for long. Let's go, Marshal. Around Dodge City, into the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers. And that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. 
Gunsmoke, the story of the violence that moved west with young America. The story of a man who moved with it. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Wanted for murder. Wanted for murder. Clay Richards. Clay Richards. Age 31. Height six feet. Eyes brown. Hair red. Eyes brown. Hair red. Hey, how'd you like me to print his picture on these notices? I got a woodcut. Let me show you. Ernie! That's a marshal copy of that front page. Interviewing Clay's wife yesterday, I noticed a tintype on the mantle, their wedding photograph. So, first thing you know, I dismissed it. It's very fun. Yeah, oh, I'll take it, Ernie. And then I propped it up in front of me and carved me this woodcut. Ain't she prime? Ain't she just elegant? Real elegant. Good likeness, don't you think? Of course, he was seven or eight years younger with it. Yeah, it's a good likeness. That's his hair short. Doesn't show what makes a law-abiding man like him try to rob a bank. Doesn't look like a man who murdered an old cashier and a Chinese cook who just happened to be there. But it's a good likeness. Yes, sir, it is. A picture like this sure dresses up the front page, don't it? Yeah, it's a little masterpiece, Mr. Hightower. A notable contribution to the culture of Dodge City. Well, thank you, Marshal. Does fetch the eye, don't it? I'm printing an extra 500 copies of the weekly, and I bet I sell them all. Too bad the cashier's shot went wild. If he'd managed to kill Clay or even wing him, why, I bet I could sell a thousand extra copies. We must be thankful for the blessings we do receive, Mr. Hightower. Oh, I am, Marshal, I am. Why, just before it happened yesterday afternoon, I didn't know what I was going to fill my columns with. And then, like manna from heaven. Two murders and the bank robbery. Attempted bank robbery, Mr. Hightower. He turned and ran before he got his hands on so much as a dollar. Yeah, Still as you say, like man. Still, I, I think I'm talking a... business. What is it, Chester? Uh-huh. Yeah, print Clay's picture on those notices, Mr. Hightower. Oh, where were we? Uh, eyes brown, hair red. Oh, yes. Also known as red, brick top, and sorrel. He uh, didn't answer to no other nicknames, did he? No, that's what they called him. All right, then in big letters, $400 reward, dead or alive. And at the bottom, apply Matt Dillon, Marshall, Dodge City. Mm-hmm. Uh, print 200 copies. How soon can I send Chester over for him? This afternoon. Good morning, Mr. Hightower. Chester. Those posters will do any good. Richard is probably over the line into Oklahoma or Colorado, but now that strawberry roan of his is the fastest in the county. He has no money. He panicked and ran out of the bank before he got a penny. I think he'll try to get help from his wife or brother or friend the first chance he has, maybe tonight. I say he's around here somewhere. I, uh, I'm sorry I turned on you like that, just. Why, that's all right, Mr. Dillon. Out all night with a posse, no feet, man's bound to get touchy. No, it's not that. It's, just, it's, it's the way... It's the way people use a thing like this. The men riding posse last night, they enjoyed it as though they were hunting fox or possum. Hightower back there, he acts like it was a birthday treat, specially gotten up for him. Everybody finds a way to use it. Uh, what was it you wanted to tell me? Hmm? Oh, I got a kid, a, a little boy, locked up in the cell. He would run away from home, back in Cottonwood. Ed Slade turned him over to him when he come through on the stagecoach just now. Kid about 12 years old. Who's is he? Widow woman, Miss Bonnie. She runs the boarding house in Cottonwood. Ed says the kid's always running away a little while, I guess. He flagged Ed for a ride on the road halfway between there and here. Soon as Ed seen him stand there with his bundle on his shoulder, he knowed what he was up to. So he told the kid he'd help him and then turn him over to us when he got to you. 
All right, we'll send a telegram to the mother to come fetch it. Well, come on in, Chester, and shut the door. Mr. Dillon? You're letting in every horse fly in Kansas. Mr. Dillon, I think you better cancel the order for them notices. What? The Dutchman's coming up the street, and he's leading a strawberry roan, and Clay Richard is draped across his back. Like a sack of wheat across the saddle. Last time I saw him, two days ago. He was standing at the bar laughing his head off. A sack of wheat across the saddle. And followed by half the saloon bums and loafers in town. All right, Chester, make him keep back. All right, now stand back, you fellas. Come on, now, back. Ziegler. How did it happen, Ziegler? My goat, my old Billy goat, he pushes open the tents last night and runs away. Forget your goat. What about Clay? Guy, I tell you. This morning, I go to look for the gold. I walk here, there, from near the river. I see Clay. He sits there. I say, hello, Clay. The gates. I'm dirty, Dutchman. You know the dog? Clay was your best friend. He helped you buy your farm, so you killed him. Take back, everybody. Clay? Me? No, no. My brother, he was like... We was in the war together. Bitte, listen. You killed him for the war. No. I killed nobody. Not, not since Gettysburg. Clay is dead already when I find him. I don't even own a pistol. Ziegler, inside quick. Yeah. Chester, give me a hand with Clay. All right, I'll love you. I will not tolerate a disturbance. You know me. I got him, Chester. Take his leg. All right, kick the door shut. Marshal, I don't kill Clay. On this table, Chester. What'd you do with Clay's gun? His holster's empty. Gun? Clay's? I ain't got it. I don't even own one. Chester, see if it slipped off. His holster was empty coming up the street. First thing I noticed. Maybe it's over on the... Has that a customer? Why, that's three in less than a day. Oh, bountiful harvest. My fees this month will keep me in luxury. In luxury. Doc, I want to have an inquest as soon as possible. Well, as soon as I finish the autopsy, shouldn't take long with the practice I've had this week. (laughs) No, late afternoon all right with you? I'll take him up to my office right now. No, thank you, Chester. I can carry him all by myself here. You just open the door there like a good fella. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah. yeah, Marshal, tell the city fathers I'd like to make a deal when the corpses are as famous as this one. <laughs> Back in 53 in San Francisco, the fellow I knew earned a fortune, exhibiting the head of Joaquin Marietta. Tell them if they let me keep the remains... I'll do the autopsies for nothing. Shut the door, Chester. Ziegler, where is it you met Clay on the river? By the fort. This side, by the fort. Right out there, Chester, and see if you can find Clay's gun. Maybe he dropped it when he was shot. I did not shoot Clay. Sure. I did not. I had no reason to. I did not. I did not. Now, you listen to me. Maybe you think Dodge has got so big, I don't know about everything that goes on here. Well, if you do, you're wrong. If you think I don't know about the bank having an overdue mortgage on your farm, you're wrong. $400 is reason enough for a struggling farmer like you. No. Could not do such a thing. I am a human being. To a peace officer, Ziegler, that's enough grounds for suspicion. But whether you did it or not, we decided it's your trial. In the meantime, you just stop yammering about it. Trial? Me? Even when I shoot somebody, I stand trial. If they find it's justifiable homicide, and they probably will, Clay being a wanted man, then he'll let you off. And if not... Please, I am permitted to go now. Go? Are you crazy? I found this stock. I, I must look after it. You sit right down. You want to be lynched? You're trying to get yourself murdered? Have you forgotten about Clay's brother, Adam? Adam would not believe I shot him. What difference does it make whether he believes it or not? His brother's been killed. Everybody's looking to him to do something about it, and he knows it. You want me to guess where he is right this minute? He's in one of them saloons lapping up courage to come in here and ask me to give you to him for a present. 
You want to know who's with him? Ever loafer, ever bum, ever slob in town. Slapping him on the back and telling him what a shame it is. Taking him on to kill you so that they can have some excitement and some fun. Maybe you deserve killing, but it's my job to uphold the law, and I'm not letting you out of here. What? I th- you might nothing. spend your time trying to think up a better story. That is, if you intend to stay in this town. All right, now think back. Didn't Clay go for his gun before you shot him? I tell you, I didn't. If I'm not under arrest, you have no right to keep me here. I got to look after my farm. I go. All right, Chester, walk him up. Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. Come on, Mel Ziggler. Step out, Sonny. This cage is bespoke. Who's in there, Chester? Yeah, that little old runaway from Cottonwood. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Come over here, son. Come over here to me. I know who you are. <laughs> you do, do you? You bet. You're Matt Dillon. <laughs> I'm guilty. I know you right off. He just pointed out to me one day back home. Filler says you was the fastest gun thrower in Kansas. <laughs> Wyatt Earp wouldn't be awful interested to hear that, I'm afraid. Filler says you was faster than older. Faster than Wild Bill Hickok and Hay City and Bat Matherson or any of them. How many fellas have you killed? You don't keep score, son. It's something you try to forget. Not me. Someday I'll be famous like you and... For every seller I kill, I'll put a notch on my gun. People will see those notches and they'll know they better not try. Why'd you run away from home, bub? Don't you know your mother's likely to worry about oh, you? Oh, she won't worry. She's too busy working. You ain't gonna make me go back, are you? You wouldn't do that, would you? Well... Because it wouldn't stop me for long. I'd only run away again. Oh, where are you off to in such a sweat? Oh, Texas, California, Mexico. I can accomplish things there. Not like living in old cottonwood. If you let me go, someday when I'm famous, you can tell people you helped get me started. <laughs> well, well that's, that's a pretty strong inducement. Um, I'll have to think about it for a while. And uh, look, uh, while I'm making up my mind, I, I want you to give me your word. Word of a man who'll be famous someday that uh, you won't try to run away from me. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll have to have Chester lock you up again. Well, I'll shake on that. <laughs> good, good. Now, Chester, I want you to go look for Clay's gun. Yes, Mr. Dillon. And uh, on the way, stop off and send that uh, telegram. You know? Hmm? Oh, that telegram. Uh, yes, Mr. Dillon. Where's Ziegler? All right, Chester. Go ahead. Yes, Mr. Dillon. Where's that murdering dog? Oh, there you are. You Not a single step further, Adam. I want him, Dillon. He murdered Clay, shot him down without giving him a chance. How do you know? Because Clay wouldn't have let anyone catch him off guard except a friend. A friend. Not Dylan, give me that Dutchman. Try to take him. It's like that? It's like that. And it's true what the fellas say. You made a deal with the Dutchman to give him the reward to protect him if he killed Clay for you. That was the deal, was it? Yeah. The fellas say why I'd make such a deal? Dylan, it ain't no longer a secret around town that you and Francie want each other. But Clay was in the way you had him killed so you could get his wife. Do you deny it? No. No. It'll serve as well as any other crazy story to work you up. You think you're safe behind that star, don't you? Well, Clay had friends, lots of them. I'm coming back with them, friends, and we'll get the Dutchman and you and anyone else who tries to stop us. All right, Adam. I'll be waiting. Yeah. You wait. I almost seen something pretty just then, didn't I, Mr. Dillon? Yeah, almost. Not another pint of whiskey ought to do it. We will return for the second act of Gunsmoke in just a moment, but first, 
Many radio shows win high popularity with the prizes and cash they give away, but there's one show that's tops because the head man gives away as little as possible. What other radio program could it be but the Jack Benny Show? So be listening. Here's the second act of Gunsmoke. <laughs> Son? You say something, Mr. Jones? Uh, yeah, open my drawer in front of you there. You'll find a small bottle of oil in there. No, no, the one to the right. Yeah, that's it. Now bring a little brush, too, huh? Here it is. Thanks, bub. The right nice gun you have. Yeah, it's not bad, but a little stiff. Just a little stiff. Don't you have a trigger? i never seen no gun without a trigger before. Oh, you're a move a trigger or a tie back against the guard. And all you have to do is, uh, well, my hammer. Hey, like that. It's faster. <laughs> yeah, that's better now. Move the trigger. I remember that. What in the world for? Well, I remember everything you told me. About the Texas holster and the spring holster and the double roll and filing off the site. Excuse me, Mr. Dillon. Oh, any luck, Chester? No, sir. Not any. I went to the store first and asked Mr. Denton what kind of ammunition Clay Richard used to buy, and he told me Clay had a double-action forty-four. I scarred that riverbank a half mile each way from the ford and not a sign of it. I got that telegram off. You know who ought to be here pretty soon. Only seven, eight miles from... Is that a fire in town? Funeral services for Mr. Grinnell, the cashier. So soon? It's awful hot weather. Yeah. Um, any of your guns need oiling? I don't think so. You sure? When Adam left, he said he'd be coming back with some friends. I know. I stopped at the Alapaganza just now to rinse out my mouth. Adam was there talking mighty ugly and mighty big. He's got a sizable following. Yeah. When do you think? Any minute now, Mr. Dillon. They want me to take Bob out of here to one of the hotels, maybe? I want to see No, it. I think you'll be safer here, Chester, behind stone walls and dodging about the streets rubber making. You keep your head down, sonny. You hear? There's a... Matt! Matt, I've got to talk to you. She ought to be in mourning. If she cared for Clay at all anymore, she ought to be in black. Matt! Oh, Lord, I find that more beautiful than one time. Matt! Have you heard what they're saying? What are they saying, Francie? That you and me... The... That you made Pete Ziegler kill him because of... I'm sorry that got back to you, Francie. It's all over Dodge. Adam almost strangled me before they dragged him off. Francie, I didn't speak play. Francie, I beg you, believe me. Now it's... Shut up, Ziegler. Shut up, or I'll put you to death. Francie, it's just one of those crazy stories. They needed one and they made one. But, Matt, everyone believed it. On my way down here, people were pointing, whispering... Old women clucking their tongues at me. They believe that... They'll forget it as soon as this is over. They'll remember that even if we once did go with each other, it was finished and done with even before the war ended, before you even met Clay. No, they won't forget it. For the rest of my life, as long as I stay hey, here... Hold I'll... it a minute, Francie. Yeah, Doc, what is it? Oh, uh, am I interrupting? What is it, Doc? <laughs> Our tops is finished. I examined his liver and lights as This soon as is he... Mrs. Richard, Doc. Oh. oh, I beg your pardon, ma'am. I'm sure I make no disrespect for the departed. Well? Well, Clay was shot all right, but from the nature of the wound and the coagulation of the blood, I'd say it happened sometime yesterday. I'd say the cashier's bullet didn't go wild after all. How could a dead man gallop away? But the wound wasn't what killed Clay. The ball hit the rib case and bounced off. Twenty-two caliber it was. And what did kill him was the stab in the back, right through the spine. Inflicted sometime this morning. Now, near as I can judge by a small blade, oh, two or three inches long. It could have been a Barlow knife. Thanks, Doc. Please accept my condolences, Mr. Richard. You call the inquest any time you're ready, Marshal. Chester, close the door. You see? You see, I didn't do it. I didn't shoot him. All right, I then you stabbed him, neighbor. You said you never carried a gun. Look. Francie, go home and give matters a chance to simmer. Matt, I'm going to have to do something. Yeah? Turn Pete Ziegler's house into the street. What? 
Fancy they're itching to get their hands on him. Let him have him. It'll prove that story, the lie, that you didn't make a deal with him. Jeez, Matt, I have to live here. Stanley, I have to live here. Matt? Matt. Don't look at me like that. Go home, Francie. Go home or leave town or hang yourself or anything you like. Just go away. Away. Right now. I bought me a bottle at the Alapagan, Mr. Dillon. Would you care for a drink? No. Guess the funeral's over. There'll be others. Funny. Now I miss that bell. Awful quiet, ain't it? It's just what... Just about on schedule. Are you ready, Chester? Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. I'd use a shotgun if I were you. It's more effective when there's a mob to be dealt with. Oh, yes, sir, I am. Ziegler. And you too, son. If trouble starts, lie down flat on the floor and keep your head down all the time. Don't gawk to see what's happening. You understand me? Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. All right. Chester, I want you to stand here in the doorway after I go out, where you can cover the back door and me at the same time. Yes, Mr. Dillon. All right, Chester. Open the door. It's my duty to warn all of you that you're in the breach of the peace. I've sworn to uphold the law. I've killed men in order to do it, and I'm prepared to do so again. Do it, you Dutchman, Dylan! I ask you to be sensible and to leave quietly. But if you refuse to listen to reason, if you insist upon being fools, if you've already decided to act like wolves instead of humans, then there's nothing I can say to make you change your minds. All right, you lost Peter Ziegler. Well, he's not born 20 feet behind me, so come on and get him, any of you. One at a time or all at once. Come on. Which one of you wants to die first? You. You. You let him. Well, what do you say, Adam? You let him here. Don't let this star on my coat stop you. Come on. There, I'm not wearing it now. Well, come on, draw, Adam, draw. You all right, Mr. Dillon? Yeah. Get us done. Man, a while I couldn't even see your hand move. Oh, don't tell me. Don't tell Doc, me. Doc, you make one single funny remark and I'll knock you down. You're just taking me to your office and get to work. Well, I... I never do mean to offend, Marshal. In my line of work, well, bodies, they're just so much lumber. Make all the jokes about them you please, but not to me and not in my hearing. In my line of work, there's nothing humorous about death. Give him a hand, Chester. No, no, I can handle the Marshal. Thank you. Thank you. Just a shame. Can you direct me to the Marshal's office? Uh, yes, ma'am, right here. I'm Marshal Dillon. Well, I left Cottonwood as soon as I got the telegram. I'm Miss Bonnie. Where's my boy? Oh, we have him, ma'am. Safe and sound. Here, let me help you down. It's that horse, Chester. Right this way, ma'am. Oh, I'm so sorry you put you in all that trouble, Marshal. The truth of the matter is, he is a wild one and no mistake. Takes after his father, one scrape after another. Uh, he was no trouble at all. I enjoy children. I like to have them around. Bob? Bob, your ma's here. Son? Chester, where's the boy? Did you let him slip past you? No, sir, Mr. Dillon. He never got past me. Look, the back door's open. He's seen me and he hides me. It's the devil. <laughs> we'll round him up for you, ma'am. Don't worry. Oh, I don't know why I bother hauling him back. If he's run away once, he's run away a thousand times. This time he ran because I wouldn't buy him a gun. He wanted a real one. That boy's just gun crazy, I swear. 
I got him a nice bar, a knife instead. Barlow knife. I reckon it didn't signify an awful run. Barlow knife? A kid. Chester finds a kid. Marshal, has he done something bad with it? Told him to use it careful. He promised he'd use Wait, it careful. No, never mind, Chester. He's got plenty of strawberry ruin. We'd never catch up to him. Oh, I try to bring him up right. I tell him to be good, but he don't listen. He just don't listen. Now, calm yourself, ma'am. Just calm yourself. Here's your little bundle, Mr. Dillon. What? Huh? Yeah, give it to me. That's pretty heavy. <laughs> you're, you're better at knocks than I am. Open it, will you? The moment he was born, he's been nothing but tribulation to me. Now, please, ma'am. <laughs> What's he got in it, Chester? A shirt, stocking, piece of sausage, and this. Forty-four double X. Yes, sir, Mr. Dillon. That's Clay's gun. Sonny didn't manage to keep it long, did he? Well, if he wants a gun that bad, he's bound to get hold of another one somewhere, somehow. Chester, call Mr. Hightower over. Hey! Hey, Mr. Hightower! Hello. Come on over. Mr. Dillon wants you. Marshal, could I have these a drink of water? Huh? Oh, Ziegler. Uh, I forgot all about you. Uh, uh, Chester, where are the keys? Yeah, right there on the desk. Uh. Uh, there we are. It'll be safe for you to go home now. I can go back by the farm. Yeah, that's right. I'll send for you for the trial. Well, Danica shouldn't. Danica shouldn't. Watch where you're going, you dumb. Excuse me. Yes, Marshal. Mr. Hightower, it appears that we can do business after all. Get some paper and a pencil. I want some notices printed. Fire away. Wanted for murder. Wanted for murder. Uh, what's the boy's name? Bonnie. William Bonnie. William Bonnie. William Bonnie, age 12, height about five feet, hair light, eyes blue. And I suppose he's known by any other name. I know. Everybody just called him Billy or the kid. Also known as Billy, the kid. Well, mates, you guys and gals just listened to a slice of history, and I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, I'll be returning to some more of the Soul of Lilith chapters, and I can't wait to see you lovelies then. If you like what I do and want to support me, visit www.patreon.com forward slash sfgt, and you can donate to the show that way. Feel free to reach out to me personally via email at storiesfablesghostlytales at gmail.com, and if you have any time, leave your review of the show via iTunes because you're awesome and you want to help the show grow. Speaking of awesome people, I want to thank my legendary Matto Star, my old night T-Titan supporter who slingshots me like a skipping stone in a lake, helping me and the show bounce and bounce across the water into the depths of success and innovation. Thank you so much, you legend, for your support your communications, and the support provided to help create completely repaired audio for OTRs just like Gunsmoke. You're helping this audio be remembered and saved. Powers like you, in fact, enable me to archive audio in a way that can be listened to for generations to come. And I thank you immensely for that, mate. Also, I have your lovely email, and I can't wait to put some time aside this weekend to respond. Cheers, you bloody legend, you. And the epic Lesnar Bowzooka, mate. Thank you for your support. I've put your support directly into some plugins to help with normalizing audio. And today, you get to hear it working in the background. Well, not hearing it exactly, but definitely feeling its effect. Also, I love those Halloween pictures, Lesnar. Particularly the three pumpkins. Talk about quality props. Cheers, Lesnar. And thanks for sending those through. I always love seeing what you lovelies come up with on Halloween. Thank you for your support, mate. You're a legend. And of course, an honorary mention of the majestic Maya. May Bastet's guidance sharpen your cat's claws. And my amazing Earl Grey enforcers, I'm lucky to have Chad Warren, Just Heather, Juicebox Andy, 
Peter Raffelli, Michelangelo Yacone, divided by zero, Leah Fassig, Alia Arcane, Solstra, and Paige Kramer. Thank you all so much for supporting me. You are a bunch of lovely, lovely, awesome chaperinos and chapettes. Have a wonderful week. Now, write your story, share your tale, make it creepy or something silly about a snail, but remember that little tremor that crawls up your spine, or the tingle that makes you smile from a perfect plotline. That's the magic of storytelling. Like tea, it's divine. You took the time to listen to me, and you think that it was your treat. But I thank you, my friends, for the listen. And as always, till next, we meet.